Hey everyone, it's Mariah and Danny. Welcome to our podcast, Behind Behavior, where we take a look at the science behind behavior and how we actually use it in real life. Short disclaimer, nothing we say on this podcast in any way reflects the opinions of our employers or the BACB. All opinions are our own. Also, there may or may not be some explicit content or language in this episode. One of us tends to swear, and the other one usually doesn't. Join us to find out. We're back better back than again. Ever. <laughs> I feel like I said that last time. <laughs> I think I said like, hey, party people or something. <laughs> like I, I was remember. like, oh, who's that guy from Miami? Mr. Worldwide. What's his real name? <laughs> Pitbull. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's his real name, but <laughs> <laughs> look, we're back again, and we're talking about our goals. Um, yeah, we're gonna do a goals update. So, my first quarter goals of 2023 were to make a quilt, reduce body fat percentage, and ride in a hot air balloon. And then Danny, your goals you gave were exercise more and learn to make curry. And if anybody wants like? any more info on those, that was episode two that we talked about those originally. Yes, episode two. Uh, so you can go back and get up to speed on all of our good boldness. <laughs> right. <laughs> How do you feel like your goals went overall before we like get into the little breakdown? I mean, I feel like they were pretty good. Um, I definitely learned some strategies that do work and strategies that don't work for me. How about you? I feel like I was pretty consistent for a while. Mm hmm in some areas and then some stuff just like got a bit rocky that I couldn't really plan ahead for and we'll kind of see how that affected my goal results I mean sometimes life just happens you know right it's okay that's very true yeah um I guess with that I'll just like jump to my update okay um so first my one goal was reduce body fat percentage this goal is at a standstill Ooh. <laughs> um i did continue to do my quarterly in body scan so i've kept up with that like section of that goal mm -hmm. and i've been like monitoring all that stuff so the first like six weeks of the first quarter went like exceedingly well like super great I did everything how I wanted to get it done but then we went on that trip and that was like two weeks and even though we weren't like super inconsistent like I was still getting movement in 
Mm-hmm. It definitely was not the typical type of movement I would have on like any given day if I were at home. We certainly were not eating the same like quality foods I would have been eating if I was just at home. Right. And then once we got back, um, almost all of our pets got sick and my partner mm-hmm. had surgery and then I got sick multiple times. And all of that wrapping up took like another six weeks. So now we're at the end of the quarter and I basically look like any of the results I had had in those first six weeks are not matching with the last six weeks. Mm. So overall, it's just kind of been like a washout. Um, That doesn't mean I'm giving up on this goal. It just right. means I'm, I have another quarter to kind of like continue to make progress in the direction that I want to. So um, I'm just going to work on continuing that little grind. I mean, if you're interested in the breakdown of those um, goals pertaining to reducing my overall body fat percentage, those will be on episode two also. So I'm not going to like re go over those, but this goal is still current for me as of this episode which we kind of knew because this is a longer term goal you don't just lose body fat percentage overnight so right and I feel like with any goal that's like body related it's important to keep in mind like our bodies aren't machines like stuff is going to fluctuate that's just how it works so I think it's great like you're you're not being too hard on yourself like you recognize that like things happened in your environment that you couldn't control And obviously that's going to affect your eating and your movement and your exercise and things like that. Right. I mean, there is an aspect where I probably could have controlled some things more, especially Mm -hmm. in the food realm. But if you're traveling or like recovering and whatnot, um, part of traveling is like getting to experience that local cuisine and like just having fun while you're doing it. And I'm not willing to like stop living my life the way I want to and like the way that makes me satisfied just to like lose body fat percentage a little faster. Yeah, you have to probably reel it in, but yeah, I'm like not upset about it. (laughs) No, you have to have a good balance. Like, you still have to be able to live your life because like you could have like zero body fat and be miserable because you don't eat anything that you enjoy. But like, that's not worth it, you know? Yeah. I know zero body fat is not your goal. (laughs) (laughs) The like goal for me is to just like be at a normal, I'm not at an abnormal body fat percentage, but to be more within a range that I prefer on my own body. Mm -hmm. But I'm also like not willing to forego everything I also enjoy in life to get there. So like ripped like female washboard abs or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's like not even a question of something that I'm like willing to do because for me, that's already like includes way too much sacrifice. Yeah. You just like can't have anything fun. There's like less wiggle room there. Um, I also had a goal of making a quilt, which I completed on time. Whoop, whoop. Um, I made that before I threw her a baby shower. It wasn't done then, 
but it was done the following week. Mm-hmm. But ironically, I was sick, so then I couldn't go to that baby shower. But it was done. <laughs> That's all that matters. Um, right. I did come in to a bit of a snag on the timeline, too, because I thought I was doing, like, an easy quilt. And then you kind of reiterated, like, that I had picked a three-dimensional quilt as my first, like, quilting project. And then I used a minky backing, which is, like, pretty slick. Mm -hmm. But then I ran into the that fact that I didn't have a walking foot attachment for my machine. So by the time I was like sandwiching everything together and doing the binding, I literally could not get anything to progress from there. Mm -hmm. But a local neighbor who also ends up being a BCBA, ironically was making a costume for uh, like C2E2 in Chicago. It's like their comic con up there. Oh, nice. And she had a walking foot on her sewing machine. Mm -hmm. And it was also a singer model. But I wasn't convinced, like, her walking foot would fit on my singer model. Mm -hmm. So she just let me borrow her entire machine. Wow. That was really nice of her. (laughs) It was great. It was fantastic. Um, So that's how I borrowed a sewing machine and completed the quilt. (laughs) And did the (laughs) recipient like the quilt um i think she did you think i didn't really i didn't see her (laughs) i didn't (laughs) see her response oh um actually like last weekend we went out to brunch and she has a foster child Mm -hmm. well our brunch timeline like interfered with her foster child's nap timeline Oh. So we were trying to like get the check and kind of hurry along so they could go get a nap. Yeah. Uh, but also like he opened one of the gifts while we were sitting at the table because it was in a bag, mm-hmm. and, which just had tissue paper. But the quilt I had wrapped in an actual like box with wrapping oh. paper. Mm-hmm. So he obviously ha- it was like a lot more response and effort for him to like unwrap an actual package. Right. He's only two. So that's fair. Like he wasn't doing all that at the table, but he was mm-hmm. definitely a little grouchy. So you're trying to move it along. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but she texted me when she got home and said she really liked it. So, okay. I just didn't get the expression. Yeah. So sounds like uh, that was a successfully completed goal then. Yeah. I feel nice. like just finishing it on time mm-hmm. felt like a successfully completed goal. Um, my friend's pretty nice, so I feel like even if she hated it, she would have said she loved it, but <laughs> I guess even if she really did hate it, I guess that's none of my concern because I did what I set out to do. <laughs> right. Give yourself some credit. That's a that's an accomplishment. You should be proud of it. I mean, to be fair, I thought it was really cute. That's what matters. It was really cute. So good for yeah. you. We'll post pictures on Instagram about our goal updates also so oh yeah we should check out what we're doing with our lives mm-hmm. um my third goal for this past quarter was to ride in a hot air balloon which i also completed and it was great i have no no bad words about it except it was freezing but i got over that <laughs> i feel like fun. it would have been it wasn't hot like next to the fire in the air balloon well 
they set you out on like a sunrise balloon ride. Mm-hmm. So you get there, you like arrive at the place. It's still dark. This was like pre time change too. We're talking. I did this in February, so it's cold already. They say essentially like the weather in the basket is going to be similar to what just like your normal outside weather is. Mm-hmm. But my real issue was my feet were freezing. Oh, you're in the basket and you're kind of like jam packed. So mm-hmm. the basket's like rectangular. Mm -hmm. And then there's, like, a huge, like, support beam down the middle. And then on either side of the, like, you're kind of, like, corralled in. Mm -hmm. On either side of it, they have, like, handles. So if you guys are jostling around, you can kind of, like, hold on. Mm -hmm. But there's, like, four to, like, six people on either side. And then there's, like, a little third section where the captain guy, like, stands in his own area. But the engine blowy thing Mm -hmm. you know that creates the hot air for the balloon that keeps you warm to a certain degree but Uh it does not keep your feet warm okay and i was freezing so like we were fine and it was interesting you know you're like captivated by the sights or whatever you're distracted enough that you're not realizing you're like your feet are dying Mm mm-hmm yeah, so the whole time I was distracted enough, I didn't realize my feet were super cold until we landed. Mm-hmm. And by then it was like a lot windier on the ground. You know, it was getting a little warmer, but it was still pretty frigid. Like I had gloves on. I was literally shivering. I had to take my gloves off to like finish signing something at the end of the ride. Mm-hmm. And my hands were just icicles. But oh, we got to go in the travel van, and they already had the air on, so it was it was great. It was toasty after that. It was fine. Okay, so was this hot air balloon just, like, free in the sky, or were you, like, tethered to the ground somewhere? Oh, no, it was free. Wow. The coolest thing is, so I did my hot air balloon ride in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and in... Albuquerque they have a specific like wind system it's Mm -hmm. called like box wind or something similar to that so they have like five different mountain ranges around the city of Albuquerque and -hmm. essentially if you like go high enough you hit like one wind current that'll just push you in like whatever the the direction that wind's blowing but Mm -hmm. if you like drop down in altitude you'll hit a different current which just like pushes you back the other way and then you can like inflate more and then like go back up and hit the current and to go the opposite direction again. So you're oh, basically wow. just flying in a box. That's and you crazy. Can, like, keep flying in a box because the like wind is just like created like that. And this is one of the only pockets in the world that does that. And that's why Albuquerque ends up being like the most popular hub for hot air balloons because you can just like continuously like keep box flying essentially. Oh, okay. That's cool. And a lot more like technical than I thought it would be. <laughs> it was really cool. And then our captain, he uses like an app that tracks uh your like GPS distance and like mm-hmm. how many knots and stuff you're flying. So mm-hmm. I got that when we were done just because I'm, you know, like pretty nerdy. I was interested in 
looking at the data of the stuff. Nobody else seemed to care on a ride, but I was like, yeah, can you text that to me? <laughs> right. That's pretty cool. I didn't realize it was right, that like, like high tech. Oh yeah. It's pretty fun. And it's really loud. And mm-hmm. then like all of the moisture off the heater thing, mm-hmm. the heater jet engine. I should probably figure out what that's called. <laughs> There's, like, tons of condensation that just falls on you while you're in the basket. It feels like you're just, like, getting spit on. <laughs> really? It's not That's that bad, wild. but it definitely feels like, wow, why did I just get hit with, like, you know, pelts of rain or something in my face while I'm in this basket? Because the balloon's huge. hmm And you're like, where is this moisture coming from? It's coming from the engine. That's just crazy. Like How long were you guys in the air? Was this like an hour situation? We, I think they typically said they do rides for like 45 to 60 minute range, but we were uh-huh. up there for a while and we actually flew out of Albuquerque to a suburb that's north of Albuquerque a little bit. And then oh, wow. it was in like a new housing development area mm-hmm. and it was like a Saturday morning, the most popular day to fly. Yeah, everybody's like racing to get there because it's like a free day. Sure. So we're like about to land in this like flat field in a new housing division. Mm -hmm. And this cute little family of like four run out. It's like the mom. She sees the hot air balloon. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of like powering down in a way. But we're making noise like you can hear the balloon. Yeah. And then the dad runs out. He just had like basketball shorts on and they had two little sons just in like their onesie zip up pajamas. Like mm-hmm. they were little. <laughs> and then they're all on their back porch waving at us. I felt like I was famous. That's so and this cute. Is probably like, you know, made this family's day. Yeah. While we land in this field and out of nowhere, you just see this dad like booking it in these basketball shorts. <laughs> And these two little humans with their, like, footy pajamas on just, like, hauling ass over to see Mm -hmm. the hot air balloon now that it had, like, touched ground. And it's, like, 30 or less degrees outside. And I felt so bad because Dad was, like, dying. It was so cold. Yeah. But our captain let the little kids kind of, like, stomp all over the balloon to, like, push all the hot air out the bottom. Mm -hmm. So they could, like, help us roll it up again. It was really cute. That's so cute. Yeah. It was like they got a free ride and they weren't even in the balloon at all. They just, like, got put to work for free, but they thought it was the best thing ever. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to say that goal was also very much successful. Yeah. I, 10 out of 10, would recommend hot air balloon ride. And it's pretty funny because I like to be, like, that scare, scary person. So right when we Mm -hmm. were taking off, I was like... Wow, what if the wicker basket bottom just like fell out? Like, what are we? Oh gonna do my then? gosh! You said that out loud. Yeah, that's terrible. That was my... <laughs> yeah, I'm that person. That's that's just bad like karma. worst case scenario. How do you like hold on to all these straps while the bottom falls out? <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to keep those thoughts in your head, Mariah. <laughs> Look, sometimes intrusive thoughts just like come out (laughs) yeah but you do it on purpose they didn't just slip out i really only meant it for my partner to hear well those baskets aren't that big right (laughs) they're really big actually (laughs) 
Are they? See, I'm imagining you're all like like an elevator, is what I'm imagining. Like you're kind of shoulder to shoulder with people. They're pretty tall, though. I mean, I'm not a tall human. Neither are you, really. You're taller than I am, though, aren't you? We're pretty close. I think I'm like five foot four ish. Okay. Yeah. You're like two inches taller than me, but the basket had to have come to like my chest easily. And then I think I was like, like tiptoe over it peeking over thing. yeah I was that's really like cool though kid on that thing and they make you like use a step stool to kind of get in if you can't like hurdle your leg over the side of the basket oh there's no like door that opens no oh okay it's just like one unit yeah you gotta hop over it was pretty cool though 10 out of 10 would recommend. Wow. I might add that to my bucket list. That is pretty cool. Ooh, maybe we'll do it in Mexico when we go. Maybe. We'll have to see what, what's available down there. All right. Give us an update on your goals. Okay. So I only had the two. We'll start with the exercise one. because So technically, I met my goal technically if you'll remember back to episode two i said like this was going to be a changing criterion goal and like every month that i met the goal then i was going to raise the criterion the next month technically i met it and i feel like my uh analog tracking like the pen and paper bullet journal that i'm using really helped me do it because i knew that i'm tracking other habits too so when i sat down at the end of the day to like track that stuff i knew i would have to write whether i did it or not But my issue is I feel like I just focused on the frequency, like the number of times that I exercised rather than arranging my environment to actually fit the behavior in a routine. And if it doesn't Mm -hmm. fit in your routine, then I feel like it just feels like an extra chore that you have to get done at some point in the day because there's not like a spot for it that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. So this is also going to be a continuous goal for me. Like I'm going to keep working on it because I'm not at the frequency that I would like to be. Um, I mean, I think the I live like kind of in the Midwest, so we're kind of coming into spring, summer-ish. So the warmer weather is going to help just naturally. But I think along with my like frequency criterion, I'm going to do some like reflecting and try to find a spot in my like morning or evening routine or something where it makes sense to put some extra movement in. That way it doesn't feel like just an extra chore that I have to remember to do at some point during the day. Yeah, that makes sense. I think mm-hmm. sometimes like that it works out better kind of in the morning, especially because we're in more of like the Midwest setting where it's either like hot and muggy Mm-hmm. Or like your humidity is just like 98% and you don't even want to go outside because you're not even dry from your shower. <laughs> I know. And so, so the past couple of years, especially like during the pandemic, my partner and I got into a pretty good habit of walking like first thing in the morning. I usually get up at like 630 in the morning and he would get up kind of to match me so that we could walk before we both had to go to work. The problem is I've gotten into a habit of like reading first thing in the morning. So, which of course I really enjoy. Reading is very reinforcing to me. 
And that's like a very quiet part of the day that I can just sit and like read and not worry about, you know, chores or work or anything else. So I do like exercising in the morning. It makes sense to like my body, but that means that I have to cut back on my reading time. And that's just something that I've been like, I don't want to do it. (laughs) But I know that it would be beneficial in the long term to do that. Yeah. I mean, you could also just start adding in like an audiobook or a podcast or something while you're walking. And then I know you read in the afternoons too, Danny. Sometimes, sometimes I do. Not all of the time. It's just the morning time is the most consistent. Like I do it every single day. So yeah, it's just like, and realistically, I'm reading for like an hour to an hour and a half in the morning. So if we did like a 30 minute walk, I still have plenty of time. It's just, I have to give up something I really enjoy for something that I'm not like as excited about. I don't but know I'll, if that's going to work there. then. I think I don't know if the that morning's your time. It's hard because I feel like this is like a mental thing for me because once I'm in the habit, I can reflect back on times whenever we would walk every single morning and I always felt great. I felt energized, like I was awake and ready for the day and it put me in like a productive mindset. So I know once I do it, I'll feel good about it. It's just getting the motivation to do it. Especially right, because until... I know, like, I could just sit on the couch and read my book and nobody's going to, like, force me to go do it. Right. You know? Yep. You just got to force yourself to do it. I know. I know. So, yeah, that's that goal is still continuous. Technically, I met the goal, but I'm not, like, excited about it because I know that that's only going to work for so long. Uh, I need to find a spot in my routine that it fits for me better. But my curry goal, on the other hand, was a resounding success. We have had we have had so much curry these past three months and we've loved it. So I found like a basic uh, chicken curry recipe. It was like a tomato sauce base. Sorry, Mariah, you couldn't have it. But it's a it was a good like basic recipe to learn about like the different spices involved And then we were able to adapt it. Like we tried a couple different variations of it. Um, And I definitely learned a little bit about my cooking style too. So there were some things I had to change. Like one thing for me is I get too focused on like a time. So if a recipe says like there's a lot of onions involved in this curry, if the recipe says like to cook onions until they're golden brown about eight minutes... I'm going to like set a timer for eight minutes and then I stress when the onions aren't golden brown at eight minutes. (laughs) So just like after cooking it a few times, I've learned to like watch the food and not go off of a timer because like there's things in the environments (laughs) that are going to affect the time. So that is kind of funny that you're like so rigid about the time restraint i if it lists a time i am very rigid about that and i so a big part you also need to know i didn't like learn to cook growing up i taught myself to cook as an adult so like i'm still Mm -hmm. learning a lot of these techniques but especially with foods like you know like curries that have a lot of like spices and ingredients that do need to kind of simmer and cook for a long time it gave me some practice 
we also kind of changed the recipe to adapt it for our meal prep routine. So my partner and I, like, we meal prep once a week, and then we don't really cook at all the rest of the week. Um, Same. It's yeah. amazing. So resounding success. We've already put it into our meal prep. We've added, like, switched it up, tried some different flavors with it. It's been amazing. I'm very happy I love with that. It. Yeah. We love it, too. Have you been sticking to just like the tomato based curry one or have you like veered off a little bit to try other stuff um still sticking with the tomato like sauce as a base just because that's kind of what we like but we have added some like milks to it just to like try make it a little bit creamier like some regular milk or some coconut milk or something but we've kind of stuck to the tomato just because that's a preference for us yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I'm glad you guys like it. It's so good. Literally, whenever we were uh like adapting it for a meal prep, I didn't use a large enough pot <laughs> and it just about simmered like over onto my stove. It was a mess. Wow. Yeah, yeah. you can't be spilling curry. <laughs> I know. I know. That was we meal prep like a couple different recipes so we can like switch it up during the week. The curry was a hot commodity. We both wanted it Ooh. like every night till it was gone. That sounds so good. I think that we've made like a, I want to say it was a sweet potato curry before mm -hmm. where you do some like pureeing with it once it's cooked. So it's not just like sweet potato globs, but I'm going to find that recipe because now you've got me wanting some curry. I'll send it. Well, I mean, not I'll send tomato. it to you, but it's tomato based. So you'll just have to. But the, the website has a good, stuff. the website has a lot of different ones. So overall, I feel like we did pretty good at our goals this quarter for it being the first I'm one. I'm not super mad. No. And honestly, we both met some goals. So that gives us room to add new goals if we want to. Mariah, you're adding some new ones, right? I mean, we already know I have a lot of other moving parts and other goals like added in but now I'm just gonna let you guys in on two fresh ones <laughs> you always got something on the back burner oh I it's continuous that's the way I like it so in addition to continue continuing the body fat percentage reduction goal that will get um continued updates throughout the year I'm also going to let you guys in on my finish at least 25 books this year goal. 25. Okay. 25, mm -hmm. which is actually, I'm pretty sure, less than what I finished reading last year. But we'll get to that. So okay. this is a goal because I enjoy reading, learning, and consuming content. That's my whole why around this, but it also kind of gives like setting a goal amount to it kind of pushes me to like get through that content that sometimes you get kind of hung up on mm -hmm. or just like don't finish or whatever. It just kind of like helps me keep progressing along instead okay. of like setting a book down and like never picking anything up to read again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, So my timeline for this one it is a year-long goal, so I'll keep you guys 
updated from here on out. I won't necessarily like count this as like my main goal. I'll probably just highlight on like what my book number is at the time. My data collection for this is cumulative data. Um, my baseline was I'm pretty sure last year I had finished something around like 28 books. So if I was doing this on like a graph um, or if I base this off of like changing criterion, you know, I'd mm -hmm. want to at least meet 28. That is kind of like my overarching goal but sometimes I tend to like set my goal a little under because like we said earlier life tends to happen mm -hmm. like while I was sick I was not reading at all yeah so I've done some little math breakdown on my data so far if 25 is my goal for the whole year I've currently finished five books this year already but if I break that that down by quarters then each quarter I should be finishing six and a quarter books. So currently I'm a book and a quarter behind. Ooh. Which isn't that bad. Like I am stuck on what's the one I'm stuck on? The Court of Mist and Fury. Oh, uh, I mean, that is a really long book. I think it's like that book is 500 very pages. <laughs> <laughs> so when I get kind of stuck up on that stuff, it whatever because mm -hmm. when I read another book it'll take me like less than a week and then yeah. I can like make up ground with shorter books but if I was reading something like Outlander series those books are like behemoth books also so like I don't know it just kind of washes out that's why I kind of do like an average like range of books I think the year before like 2021 I probably finished like 25 22-ish book range so this goal this year is like somewhere in the middle just to kind of accommodate life and I think I'm okay with that goal but usually I'll probably pass that no I like your book goal so is this like physical books audiobooks or both so I do a mixture mm -hmm. I tend to like blaze through audiobooks so fast especially because I'll just listen to audiobooks while I'm like doing household chores, doing yeah. any kind of like mindless work on the computer where I don't need to like think a lot. Mm -hmm. Something where I can like still keep my focus on like what is actually happening in the storyline. But I'll just pop in earbuds or something. If I'm doing some type of like endurance training or if I'm taking a walk, I'll listen to like an audiobook. And I end mm -hmm. up like racking up a ton of hours like that. But I also read on my Kindle and I'll take those if I like have a doctor's appointment or something, just like waiting in the lobby. I'll get some yes. pages in. Um, Basically, my Kindle like lives with me, especially because one of the books I have on there is like a murder mystery one mm -hmm. that we've talked about before. And it's so hard to get through that book especially at a slow pace because the characters are constantly changing but aside from that I also have a stack of physical books and then whenever I finish a physical book I pass it on for somebody else to read also because I have a lot of advanced reader copies in a physical edition before they're like officially published and I can't resell those so I just pass them on to 
whoever wants to read that book. Which is fun, too, because sometimes you find spelling errors and stuff. And I know Danny loves to do that as much as I do. <laughs> I love finding a spelling error. It's like finding a little Easter egg or something. Yeah, you're like, okay, this is professionally edited and published and you guys are still making mistakes and I love it. Except there was one book I read recently and now I can't remember what it's called. There were so many spelling mistakes. It was distracting. So that was probably the worst one. I can't remember what it's called now, but. I probably would have just stopped reading it. I liked the book a lot. It was rough. It was hard. It was a lot. It was fictional, but it had a lot to do with like slavery and racism. And so it was hard Mm -hmm. to get through. And so the like spelling mistakes made it even that much more distracting because it's like this is a serious passage and they're spelling errors. The thing that always gets me is when you're reading something and the characters are having like a dialogue back and forth Mm -hmm. and then none of the like quotations line up or they like are speaking and there's no quotations at all i'm like they actually start talking so i will be continuing this goal until further notice i like which is the end of the year yeah (laughs) uh my other goal that I will be adding in is to reintroduce meditation. Mm, okay. The reason why I'm doing this is because, and the reason why I'm saying reintroduce is that I used to meditate regularly, especially in grad school. Mm-hmm. And then life just kind of happened. I fell off. I'm like, honestly not finding a great part of my schedule to what I call it would be like anchoring which is just like pairing it into my schedule with like something I already routinely do which is kind of what you were saying you're struggling with with your fitness Mm -hmm. or your movement goal um so I just really need to like analyze my schedule and be like when can I realistically fit a little sliver of meditation in I don't really, I'm not super worried about the duration. I'm just worried about the consistency. Mm-hmm. Like when you get back into meditation, you're not going to be like, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes. No, that sounds terrible. So I'll work on the duration of it. I just need the consistency part up front. Uh, my timeline is this is going to be like a year long goal. And I can just update you guys really quick quarterly too. Mm-hmm. This will be changing criterion data ideally my overall goal for this would be to meditate over 50 percent of the days of the week there's seven days in the week so i'm thinking like four-ish plus days a week i would meditate Mm -hmm. consistently so consistently for me is gonna look like hitting that four plus target over like the length of this quarter Mm -hmm. If I do that for like the majority or like 80% of this quarter, at least, then I'll probably say like, I met this goal for the year Mm -hmm. because by then I'm assuming this habit has already been like reformed and then I won't be struggling to reincorporate it into my schedule. Yeah. It sounds similar to like the barrier that I'm running into with exercise. It's not like a skill deficit. You know how to do this. It's just finding a way to fit it into your life that makes sense. So you can keep Mm -hmm. that habit long-term. 
I had started re like evaluating how I wanted to get into meditation too. So I kind of took like a quick little look at all the apps I had on my phone mm-hmm. that provide like guided meditation and ways that I can like just deep dive into it. So I already have like the Peloton app we pay for. Mm-hmm. We have the bike, but with the Peloton subscription, they also have guided meditation. Um, And then my partner has a Calm subscription through his employer, mm-hmm. but apparently that is going to be like the subscription's going to lapse and oh. nobody has been using it. Like neither him nor I have been using it. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to renew it. So I took Calm off the table. Fair enough. <laughs> then I have, I have an app called Insight Timer. That one has like free guided meditation stuff. And then, oh, my Aura Ring, that mm-hmm. app also has guided meditation. Oh, you got options. So then it was kind of like, right, I was looking everywhere and it's kind of one of those like um, overwhelming, overwhelming scenarios where you look and you're like, you just have too many options. So I don't know right. where to start now. Yeah. Because like on the Aura app or on Peloton or I even listed YouTube as an option. YouTube has like a plethora of free guided meditations. Mm-hmm. So it's more like I really want to find someone's voice that I like and doesn't just like immediately make me want to like tune out because yeah. their voice is annoying. That's totally so fair. I, I need to do a little um, exploration on that front. But I think once I find the person I kind of click with the best on meditation, then I'll be better set to kind of like continue when I find that person that I like or just like a handful of people and I'll rotate. Mm -hmm. I would like to feel like I am getting like my money's worth out of my Aura subscription. That's like a very small recurring fee monthly. The Peloton subscription is way more expensive. Yeah. We definitely utilize it, but I would like to feel like I'm utilizing the guided meditation also. And then my favorite guided meditation and probably the most convenient one is if you have an Alexa, you can just say, hey, Alexa, open guided meditation. And then they'll play like your daily guided meditation. Just they pick it and you just do it. But I'm not always at home and I don't really use my Alexa app. So that's not like an option for me when I'm traveling. True. Yeah. Otherwise you can access that app through the Alexa app, mm-hmm. but I just don't, I don't mess with it. So I'm trying to regain like my consistency with meditation and just really, I just want to like maintain it as a way to like continue mental resilience and keep it as a coping skill Mm -hmm. and you know you don't you don't have good coping skills unless you practice them when you don't need to cope so a hundred (laughs) percent i need to practice my coping skills is essentially what i'm saying (laughs) that's a very healthy goal i love that i feel like it fits well with like my values and stuff i align with Mm -hmm. but then i'm just like falling short to anchor it to like a part of my schedule that makes sense Mm -hmm. and maybe I'm just 
kind of dragging my feet about it because I've set up all the data to track this in my spreadsheets and like I'm super interested about it. Like I'm interested in doing it. I'm excited about it. I know it doesn't take that long, mm-hmm. but I'm just kind of like, where am I going to do this in my schedule? I, okay, that's I literally, <laughs> that's exactly where I am with the exercise. I know it makes me feel good. I know once I'm doing it, I enjoy it. I just have to find a spot that makes sense. Right. I get it. So that's, that's really the challenge is like finding the spot. But yeah, I believe in us. We can do this. We'll figure it out. I'm excited to hear about your new goal. Yeah. So I'm going to keep my exercise goal. Like I talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. I just got to find a spot to make it work. And then I'm going to add one more, although kind of like Mariah, this is one I've already been working on. I'm just now telling you guys about it. Um, I'm going to knit a cardigan. So fun fact about me, I already know how to knit. This is not a new skill. I've knit like not lots of socks and hats and mittens. And I've knit technically three sweaters, but I pulled one out. So it like doesn't really count. But I don't like the fit of any of them. So this project Mm -hmm. really for me is about working on my like fit of a garment um, okay. And I have like a white cardigan that I ha- wear now. I bought it like on clearance at Old Navy like years ago. And I wear it almost every single day whenever the weather cools down. So my hope is I can, I would love to be able to wear something handmade rather than this like clearance sweater from Old Navy that was probably okay. like $10. So that's my goal. Um, my timeline is we're getting warm now. So really kind of until the fall, it starts to get cold here, like maybe October-ish. So I would like to have it done by then. And it will not take that long. It feels like it's taking forever right now. So I started it in January. Um, I've got maybe eight inches of it, maybe six inches of it done. So it feels like it's taking forever. Um but as long hey, as I get six it, inches is pretty long. Some people think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's average <laughs> for a cardigan. Um, so as long as yeah, I get it, it done, be like a dog cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the right shape. Um, <laughs> turtle cardigan. <laughs> turtle cardigan. Uh, no, but so as long as I have it done by the time it starts to get cold again, which is like October ish, I'll be happy. And then, um, my data here is pretty simple. Like this is, I've got a pattern that I'm following. I've already picked a pattern that I'm, that I'm following. And this is a permanent product goal. Like I'll know it's done whenever I have a finished cardigan, a finished garment that I like the fit and the feel of. And to me, I think that I'll know it's successful when, come the fall, if I'm reaching for my handmade garment more than I am this, like, other cardigan that I've had for years, then to me, that'll be a success. I love that. I can't wait for you to wear all your handmade stuff. I got hand-knit socks on right now. Yeah. Danny wears hand-knit socks all the time. If, yes, if you have never worn a hand-knit sock... Uh, you're missing out. They're so I have cozy. not because Danny hasn't made me any. Because I'm not confident <laughs> enough to gift. I, 
listen. I'll work on it. Listen. Maybe that'll be my next goal. <laughs> if you're listening, just know Danny has sent me knit goods before. Yeah, I did. It was like a pot holder. Because <laughs> you said you liked the color and I thought it was ugly. So um, I did, did like it because it was like orange and blue and like cream. It was very retro vibe. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty cute. So but- that that is my goal. I want to work on my fit fitting garment fitting skills. I don't know what that's called, but I'm going to do that through a cardigan that will hopefully be I'm done. excited by the fall and i'll definitely keep people updated speaking of the fall this is a little off the cuff danny and i have planned our annual trip vacation 2023 what is this like our sixth year uh we started i think this is like our sixth year are we counting conferences in grad school yeah in 20 because that would have been 2018 was it it was san diego i think that was 2018 okay Okay, then this is our fifth year (laughs) seems like a lot longer it does i'm excited though but yes we will be doing a cruise and this year we have two other colleagues coming along with us Mm -hmm. i'm pretty excited so that's gonna be happening late september yes i've never been on a cruise before so this should be a real treat i've been on one but it was a disney cruise and we're not going with disney we're going with a different company so it'll be interesting to see like what the difference different styles are child free cruise a (laughs) very not disney I mean, I will say, to be fair, if anybody's considering a Disney cruise, it was great for adults, too. There were plenty of, like, adults-only areas if you didn't want to be next to kids all the time. I would need to check that out because <laughs> I would not be convinced. <laughs> it was pretty nice, but I'm sure the the whole, like, ambiance of this adults-only cruise is going to be totally different. So I'm excited this to This could see be that. really, like, tore up. People are going to be... <laughs> wild and then we actually got when danny and i had booked this cruise we got like a drink voucher included in this like promotion that they had running yeah and now we get like 300 dollars in alcoholic beverages or something i don't really drink so danny and i are probably just gonna be watching people i mean <laughs> i don't think i'm gonna drink 300 dollars worth <laughs> Right. I mean, Danny and I drinking is like a slow drinker, too. (laughs) Give me something to sip on and I'll be good, like, for a while. Right. I mean, my go-to drink is very basic because I just get kind of annoyed when people mess up my order. So that's fair. I just shut down. (laughs) So we're just going to enjoy people watch and enjoy the show. Yeah. It's kind of funny, too, because the other friends of ours that are coming also are not like big drinkers and Mm -hmm. they got the same voucher so i wonder what all of us as bcbas are gonna be doing just like on the sidelines just like gawking at people hopefully we're not awkwardly gawking though i mean we observe environments for a living surely we can all be subtle enough (laughs) one would hope we'll see 
All right. Well, we'll keep you guys posted on our cruise update. If you're interested or not, we're probably going to tell you anyways. Mm -hmm. What do you have for bits and bobs this week, Danny? So this week, I actually went on a little bit of a solo date to the movie theaters. My local movie theater does like 30% off on like matinee tickets. So I took myself out and I went and watched Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. So I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. You don't have to know anything about the game to enjoy the movie. It was actually really good. Um, It's like fantasy adventure, but there's a lot of comedy thrown in and the cast is so good. So if you're into like funny, like fantasy adventure type movies, definitely check it out. It was really good. This is the second recommendation I've heard for this movie. And I'm very much out of touch with like current movie happenings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But my other friend who had gone and seen it actually does some like dungeon mastering. Okay. Um, So he was pretty into the movie and said it was good worth seeing. Even if he does have a, a history with Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So if you like the game, sounds like it's good. If you know nothing about the game. It's also really good. Winner, winner. I know. What about you, Mariah? What's your bits and bobs this week? My bits and bobs is going to be on theme with books. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have preferences about like how they keep tabs, especially in their physical books. I mean, Kindle automatically saves for you, which is probably the best feature. Yeah. Um, But if I'm using a physical book, I love magnetic bookmarks Mm. mainly because i have cats and if you have like the little dangle puff tassels or whatever my cats Mm -hmm. will just eat those and they'll just gnaw them off (laughs) oh that's super annoying yeah um so my behavior analyst brain says how do we modify the environment so my cat stop eating this and then Mm -hmm. like potentially throwing up and making my life way worse Mm-hmm. it's magnetic bookmarks because even if you get the bookmark that's just like the slip of paper type thing yeah they're usually covered in some type of like slick sheen like laminated type of paper you know mm-hmm. they just like slip out of your book there's no texture there to like hold onto the page with a magnetic bookmark you can find them at like barnes and noble like little cutesy areas of stuff usually by like the registers or i just get like a ton off amazon Mm -hmm. the magnets don't need to be high quality because they're gripping literally one page yeah it's pretty secure Mm -hmm. and they're amazing like super low profile i'm sure there's ones that aren't low profile but i just try to blend in with the book (laughs) (laughs) i try to like not bring extra attention because of my cats but they're great. I never worry about losing my page. They're always there. Like, very inexpensive, durable. They're great. I love that. That's a really good recommendation. So Thank I th- you. <laughs> I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. Next episode, I am very excited about. Yes. So... Next time on Behind Behavior, 
you guys are going to hear from Danny and I, plus our guest host for the episode, Dr. Kayla Crook. She is professor at Old Miss, and she's just going to talk about herself, kind of like pros and cons of getting a PhD in the field of behavior analysis, and just some other little bits and bobs. I am very excited. We might try to convince her to do two episodes. We'll see. We might. Um, also, while we're closing out, I just wanted to share that Behind Behavior now has a Facebook page. So you guys can go like, follow us, sneak on whatever the podcast is doing and get some updates on that platform as well. We have social media for everybody now. Yeah. Share us with your grandma. Thanks for listening today. You can find us on Instagram at, at Behind Behavior Pod. Or if you're old school, send us an email at contactbehindbehavior at gmail.com. Smell you later. Bye.